0: Welcome, folks, to another edition of Desperately Seeking Entertainment. How's it going? I'm Chris Peterson. I'm one of your hosts this week. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Ben Frawley. How are you, sir?
1: What's going on, Chris? What's up? People around the internet, I am ready to rock. This week has just been chock full of just media goodness. You know, just when the gods have cursed us down on this earth for our misgivings or what have you. Or you know us tormenting the god, whatever they did in Clash of the Titans. I don't know where I'm going, but <laughs> just right when you thought 2020 is just in the shambles, we get like media gifts every, everywhere. So you know what? I'm happy for the most part, as happy as I can be in 2020. I hope you guys at home are already. I have suggestions up the wazoo. People are texting me, what should I watch? What do I do? But listen to the pod. That I just that's all I say. I say listen to the pod, and and we yeah. come up with fresh stuff every week.
0: That's I mean, how could you not want to watch or listen or take in anything that we're talking about on this podcast? And that's what we do. We bring interesting things each week to talk about. Uh, But as always, the kicker is I have no idea what Ben has in store for me and he's got no idea what I've got on my list. So um, all the conversations you hear, this is genuine emotions, spontaneous reaction.
1: It's Uh, actually getting to a point where. I don't want to talk to people in real life. I just kind of hold stuff back for the pod, you know? <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> it's like my wife tries to talk to me. I'm like, no, I I can't. I can't talk to you right now.
1: Saving okay. it for Ben.
0: Saving it for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Ben, let's kick it off, man. What do you got for me this week?
1: All right. Okay. An event happened this weekend. Uh, for me, giant uber nerd. So I'm an uber nerd about a lot of things, Chris, as you know, mm-hmm. as you just... You know, sit back and listen to me go on about, I don't know, Bruce Campbell and stuff and his upbringing as a child or something, whatever knowledge I have in my head, whatever it is. But yeah. there is one thing that I am a ultra uber nerd about, and that is the man David Byrne. Mm. Let's just get into it. America Utopia came out as um, a musical on Broadway. It was a, an album he came out with in 2016, I believe. And then it, or 2018, and then it toured for a couple years and then became a Broadway uh, show. I don't know if I'd call it a musical, but a show. Um, but I have some thoughts about that at the end. Um, and I love the album, love the concert when I saw them. And Chris, as we know, I was at Comic-Con last year. And you were you were there with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I was across the street from it at Jimmy's Corner Tavern or something like that, right, right, right across the street, right there. And uh, he was live. And if I knew the end of the world was coming, of course I would have gone. <laughs> but <laughs> at the time, I didn't have $270 to spend on a on a musical that I've I really I've already seen before a couple times in concert. So I held back. But watching it, this performance, Chris, did you watch this? Did you get a chance to check this out? I
0: did. I did. Yeah, it was. uh It's an experience.
1: It really it, is. Yeah. I want to break this down, Chris. I, I don't know how. I, I don't care. I, I'm I'm going to get into this thing. Okay. So <laughs> right off the face, let's talk about directed by Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. And at first you are questioning what's the, you know, commonality there, you know, between David Byrne and Spike Lee. Right. Um, both are artists. Both, both are very outspoken about certain things. Um, both are pretty much aligned politically and uh, the way they look at the world in, in many aspects. And then, I listened. I read an interview with them, and I forget who it was. Maybe Esquire or something. I read an interview with Spike and David Byrne at the same time, and you got a sense that they're both separated by about four years in age. I think Spike is sixty-three, David Byrne is sixty-seven. Which, when you watch this thing, I, I hope at sixty-seven I can jump around the stage and sing for three hours straight. I mean, <laughs> my God, right? <laughs> bare feet, I, I in a suit. I, I don't even understand. Um, so. There were some moments in this and, you know, we spoke about, um, I think it was the Eric Andre, uh, comedy special Mm -hmm. and how he had that couple minutes in his comedy special where he's talking about police brutality and pretty much black lives matter. I mean, the subject of that whole protest before the protest. Now Mm -hmm. this, this musical slash show just took it to a whole new level and it was shocking i mean it was shocking and amazing at the same time how their their fingers were on the pulse of this thing even before we were beaten over the head with it you know what i mean maybe we were kind of in the dark about it but not spike lee and david byrne they were like right on this thing and there were some moments in this show that maybe they danced around subjects like oh things are you know, going bad in this world and let's, let's all get together. And then there were some moments where they just punched you in the face hard Mm -hmm. with what they were trying to say. Um, Chris, what were some of the moments that stood out to you as very ultra political in this?
0: Oh gosh.
1: (laughs) There was a couple for me. I mean, I have a couple.
0: You know, how do I put this? Um, Yeah. Yeah. This is what I love about what David Byrne does, where the starkness of the stage, like how it, your your focus is just directly on the artists the entire time. There's no set. I mean, it's a it's a curtain. Um, and for me, what I found myself looking at and, and kept wondering was when they would get into various positions, like when you'd see the dancers come up behind them and they do these like, movements or they'd separate themselves by lighting and things like that. I kept thinking to myself, okay, what does that mean? What does this yep. mean? And I just, I know with David Byrne, like everything means something on stage. Like he's not going to just like the fact that they don't have, they're not wearing shoes. Like, what does that mean? And so like, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that I love seeing where, you know, you, you're taking everything in, but everything's purposeful. Um, You know, it, it, everything's important there's no throwaway moments in the entire thing and i actually liked the way they they filmed it where you you know as opposed to hamilton where i felt there was a lot of close ups rather than wide shots so to speak gotcha. with this i liked seeing the, the 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 wide scale um of of the of the set so to speak or, or of the stage you know you got plenty of that while you were watching it which i I, I totally
1: funny. got you i totally got the um Yeah, you know what? When I watch a musical on film or a show on film on Broadway, I want to feel like I'm there. I don't Mm want to feel like I'm watching a movie, because if I wanted to watch a movie, I mean, if they're going to go ahead and make a Hamilton movie, let let's do it. I'm I'm all in. You know what I mean? It's gonna be great. You know what I mean? Do mm kind of like a Les Mis punch up kind of thing. But if not, if we're gonna be on a stage, let me feel like I'm on a stage. And maybe it's the staging of it, the beads coming down as like the backdrop, as the scrim. Um, you know, we're theater nerds. And so I just thought the whole thing would just ooze dramatic, ooze mm-hmm. drama. And it was, Chris, you're you're totally on. I mean, when David Byrne did Once in a Lifetime, the video for that, and, you know, re- replicates some of the movements in the show, like a lot of the movements, um, the tapping down his arm um, that he does in the video, that was uh, choreographed by Tony Basil, I believe, in the 80s. Um, but all those movements were almost like liturgical dance. Like everything does mean something. You're totally right. Everything does mean something either in a sign language type way, or like, I think it's African movement type way. I think that's where it's derived from is like African uh, tribal dances. I think that's where those movements Mm. come from. So, I mean, for me, there were some stark things. I mean, the Colin Kaepernick thing right at the front. Oh yeah. Wild. I mean that shot, I was like, okay, we're not just, I mean, listen, Okay, I could go through the catalog of Talking Heads and uh, David Byrne solo stuff that's in this and weave through. And let me tell you, they just picked such a great selection of songs. You didn't think that you were at a Talking Heads show. You didn't think you were at, you know, David Byrne's up there, like, just putting out his new stuff. It was such a great combination of everything. Um, and then once that hit, I was like, okay, we're doing something with this. And now, I mean... Hell you talk about was the song that really pushed it over the edge edge. Um Chris, you know what you know what song I'm talking about, where mm-hmm. they're talking about the Black Lives Matter, yep. the, the people that have been killed by police or whatever it is. And it was powerful. And there's live performances on YouTube. I was gonna share it the other day. Um, but it's not as good as this one. I mean, their voices, their the the way it's filmed, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. I mean, This is probably the best thing he's done in a long time, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw Black Klansman. I got it. I got what he was trying to say. But it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, I thought. You know what I mean? It wasn't Mm -hmm. the visceral kind of movie that we're used to when he was starting out. I thought this was probably one of the most visceral things he has directed. And let me tell you, it's not just – you know, David Byrne, of course, when I saw this – Two, two and a half years ago Like him touring Yes, a lot of the same movement was there A lot of the same singers and But there is something to be said about the editing And like you said, the close-ups, the wide shots It made you feel I mean, I had chills I was laughing I was laughing when there wasn't anything to laugh at You know, mm-hmm. I, I just I kind of got There was like a lot of things that were kind of drama nerd Inside jokes If you get what I'm yeah. saying yeah. yeah
0: And I mean, I loved I love kind of the musician breakdown of of the type of instruments that they had on stage, the drum line, obviously fantastic. And also <clears throat> what an ensemble the, that he yeah. had behind him. I mean, I, I especially love the, I think he was, I think he was a redheaded guy who had a beard and stuff like that. Um, just killing it on stage, killing it. Um,
1: he was so my yeah. favorite when I saw him live too. I remember him. So he's <laughs> like a lot of those people have been with him since I saw him, I think it was early summer 2018.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and just, it was striking then. I mean, it was, it, there's only one word, it's visceral. Yeah. Now, let's break down the music, okay? Mm-hmm. Chris, I don't know how much of a burn head you are. I know you know talking head stuff. <laughs> oh, of um, course. But, so let's break down. So the album itself, there he used about maybe four or five songs from the actual album called American Utopia.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: on that album... It's really interesting because he wrote the album inside of trump's America, um his presidency, and so you could feel that in some of the lyrics mm-hmm. um you could feel the the bullet went right through him. There's a song like when he's talking about in like this the cast is laying on the ground dead, um that's obviously talking about someone unjustifiably shot, you know, and right. just kind of like viscer like it's it's kind of like taking it from an outside perspective objectively watching a bullet go through someone is creepy it's a weird song and it's like brings down the tone of the play and then it brings you to how you tell about i mean that's that's really kind of the peak and climax of the show but to start off the show with um talking heads um there there's so many great songs that he starts off with uh naive melody Uh, i mean so there's a song called This Must Be the Place. I don't know if you know that one, Chris. No. Okay, it's called Naive Melody This Must Be the Place. Um once you hear it you'll be like I know this song. But oh, Okay, yeah. From what I heard so David Byrne's a weird <laughs> lyricist and the reason why he's kind of like like pined over. You know, you can just have like a a structure of a song that's like chorus verse chorus, you know. But I've heard that Naive Melody is um pieces of conversation taken out of context hmm. so he'll you could hear pieces of a conversation cut spliced into each line and it's really weird and when you break down the song it's um well it starts like home is where I want to be but I guess I'm already there it's that song and it's like really it's kind of weird but it kind of gives you the sense that he's talking about where he lives. That, that's mm-hmm. it. And and mm-hmm. so that starts off the show really quick. And then you get a sense that we're talking about America and his little diatribes off to the side. It's just, I don't know, Chris, for my money, this was earth shattering. I got a bunch of stories this week, but this one, I, I couldn't wait to show my kid this one. I mean, he, he knows a couple of the songs and he was like, Oh, that was awesome. Like he actually got into a six year old. So that was like neat. I mean, Chris, a high recommendation is just an understatement. Yeah. I, and it's such a shame. David Byrne's 67. He's running around the stage like a maniac. You know he's dying just to get out there and play again. And just the whole thing, you know, to underscore it with just 2020, it is just a shame mm-hmm. that he can't be out there. I read that the, the 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 musical was making $1.2 million a week on Broadway. Just Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah, just crazy. So, Chris, any final words? Sorry, I went on and on. I had to go on about this. I <laughs> I'm so sorry but Spike Lee David Byrne American Utopia just great on HBO just check it out. So
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, he really has um kind of mastered, you know, this this documentary, you know, stop, you know, between this and stop making sense. It's like, you know, is there anybody is there any artist, musical artist that has captured kind of this concert show type of documentary film better than him and it's like no really it's not so i
1: know like and then um, you think about it like it's like he it's hard to say i mean he matched or topped himself with stop making sense already like arguably the best concert film of all time maybe you go like last waltz um Mm -hmm. i mean there's there's a couple other ones out there you know of course woodstock or whatever that's a you know concert documented terry kind of thing but chris oh you know i was really excited for you ready for this chris yeah yeah okay i had a oh theater question you ready for a theater question we'll wrap it up right here so since this is on broadway and it's called american utopia like a musical kind of thing does that mean the rights will come out a couple years from now to be performed as a musical and therefore can i be david byrne on stage because i know all the words already i just need to learn the harmonies for people behind me go you go ahead and answer me and you better not disappoint me
0: you know what it's honestly up to david byrne um i I did not see anything in terms of licensing rights being available for this like in terms of like him selling the license rights but if he says you know what i want to turn it into an actual stage show that's licensable uh, then it, yeah, it's a possibility.
1: So are you are um, saying I just shoot him an email and he'll make it so?
0: Yeah, tweet at him. You know, <laughs> on Twitter, just be like, "Hey, David you are you gonna make licensing rights for American Utopia so you know the common man can uh, perform yeah. as as our,
1: you?" <laughs> our follow up question, Chris: uh, What fucked up instrument are you gonna play behind me as we sing this together? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna play the, vo- the what's that that thing that people were blowing into at the World Cup the the yeah.
1: How about the thing Did you see the chick with like the giant drum Staff yes. It was like a drum And then it had like like chimes on the top I don't know what was going on with it
0: It'll look like it's from Dr. Seuss That's a, an instrument designed by Dr.
1: Seuss So
0: that's awesome man Good stuff way to kick it off So uh, Ben <clears throat> for my first thing this week It is it is that season It's the season it's Halloween Season right. Yes um, and uh, <clears throat> all this throughout this month, I've basically been trying to find like material to get me in the Halloween mood, to give me the spooks, the chills, all that fun stuff. And um, thankfully, uh, if you happen to catch the Haunting of Hill House" on Netflix that came out uh, two years ago, which was excellent, the follow-up series, the sequel not not necessarily a necessary sequel, but the um, you know spiritual sequel, if you will. The Haunting of Bly House, or Bly Manor, uh, was released on Netflix uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's it's roughly the same cast, the same directors and same writers. Uh, They basically took a Henry James novel called The Turn of the Screw and adapted it into a Netflix series. And it's a very gothic horror type of of setting. Um, Ben, have you had a chance to see this yet?
1: I have not, Chris. I have not. Okay. Yeah.
0: So... It's it's a pretty good follow up. It, did you get to see Haunting of Hill House?
1: I did not as well. It is oh my on God. my list and people are yelling at me to see it too. I know I'm the <laughs> horror guy too. I know. There's some things that slip through the cracks. I'm I'm very ashamed to say I have not seen that. <laughs>
0: All right, well, you know what? In all honesty, it doesn't matter which one you watch first because they're completely unrelated to each other. All right, I was kind of
1: scared. I was kind of scared to start this one. Okay, all right, all right.
0: So they're they're the same actors in both series, but they're playing different characters, and it's a completely different setting and things like that. But, um, yeah, one is really more of a gothic horror type. The Haunting of Hill House is just straight up, like, haunted house, supernatural, thriller type. But um, very different styles, very different feel... Both, I think, are excellent. Uh, I think people who are expecting a lot of jump scares and things like that, uh, they're going to probably be disappointed with Bly Manor. But what I love what Bly Manor does is it has that lingering creepiness that you're going to be thinking about it 45 minutes after you finish an episode, Uh, as opposed to Hill House, which is more of a jump scare type of situation where you kind of forget it after a while. But um, equally excellent. So yeah, real quick, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, very rarely do we get really good you know, limited series, short you know season runs of of good supernatural horror type of um, stuff on streaming. We don't really get that a lot. I mean, I refuse to watch American Horror Story. I think it's ridiculous. So <laughs> I look I look at commercials and trailers for that. I was like, that's preposterous. I'm not gonna watch it. You know, the great thing about Netflix is you know they're not it's not network TV, so they just let loose on this thing. Um, it's fantastic. So, yeah, can't can't okay. recommend it enough. There you go. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, we've been getting into uh, horror movies here at the house. Uh, Kay's been showing some that I haven't seen. I've been showing her some some classics. Now, Chris, are you familiar with Lamberto Bava's Demons one and two? No. Yeah, it's an Italian horror movie classic. We're talking in the wheelhouse of night. It's like 1985, 86. So it's in that cheesy, gory wheelhouse. Italian horror, uh, let me uh, break it down slash spoil the whole movie uh, because it doesn't really matter because it's awesome. Uh, So uh, these people, they get free tickets to this horror movie, but then something happens, and then demons start taking over the horror movie, the theater itself, and Mm. it's just chaos and awesomeness and people being, their voices are being dubbed over. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) See, I've I've been trying to watch like – classic like iconic horror films that i've never seen so like this past week i was on a dracula kick so i I Mm. watched francis ford coppola's bram stoker's dracula which might as well be titled are we sure we want to use that take francis like (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: like
0: anthony hopkins in that movie is out of control like he clearly was not taking any notes whatsoever from francis ford coppola and just doing his own thing god love keanu he's Completely miscast in this movie. um There's, there's, like, boobage in like oh. just random places. Like,
1: oh, I remember like, being twelve. Yeah, I remember. Like,
0: I'm, I, like I'm watching a scene, and I, I'm just wondering if, like, maybe the, the assistant director was like, Francis, are you sure we need nudity here? And he's like, yes. Like, like <laughs> there's no need for it, but like, okay. Um, the movie's preposterous. But then I watched uh, the 1979 Dracula with Frank Langella, which oh, is. Yeah phenomenal yeah and oh, he's great. he is he is excellent and he did an interview with um uh vanity fair where he, they like go throughout his entire career and he talks about mm-hmm. like different things and,
1: watch that.
0: but yeah. did you watch it oh yeah i love what he said about masters of the universe mm-hmm. um, but um he said like <laughs> when he was reading the part for dracula he just started talking it like he was just a normal person and it like terrified people in the room because he wasn't doing this like spooky like bella lugosi type of thing. He was just playing in his dapper gentleman. Yeah, it was like yeah. that was more terrifying. So I was like, I was digging it. I was like, That's oh my like god, you're right.
1: Stage play, totally,
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I've been watching that, and then I watched Children of the Corn, which I've oh, never great. seen.
1: Great. Yeah, uh, it's, like it's it. very slow, very slow. Yes, yes. Thank you. Jump jump scare in the first five minutes is always scary, though. <laughs> yes, it is. If you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, you know what? The sequels are actually better.
0: And I, I forget who's in the sequels. Is
1: it, it Angelina Jolie? <clears throat> or no, Charlize Theron is in like Children of the Corn 3 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's her first movie. Yeah. So check that out. Um, but, oh, Chris, you want a recommendation of classic horror movie that's really good? Please. Movies called D- The Devil Rides Out. The
0: Devil Rides. I'm, right, I'm writing this down.
1: Yeah. I need 1968. To um, Christopher Lee, the guy who played Ooh. Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, it's about like possession and Satan and all this stuff. It's a hammer film. Uh, do you know what hammer film means? Uh, remind me. So they are the guys that produced all the Draculas with Christopher Lee in it and Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, like, so 60s, 70s, it's hammer film studios in England. So oh, it's okay. like, all British cast. They're kind of hokey sometimes, but this one, I watched this one. I mean, listen, it is hokey. It's 1968, but there's some actually creepy parts in it that are still hold weight. I'm looking on uh, the reviews right now. If you look it up, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.7 out of 5 on Shout Factory, Ooh. and ninety 92% like this movie on Google reviews. The devil rides out. I, I mean, I've watched all the Hammer films. This one really stands out is like a really creepy. It's got all the Halloween stuff in it, too. And it's not I don't want to say it's like appropriate for little kids. But like if you have like a 10 year old, 12 year old, you're ready to rock. This this is not <laughs> like I yeah. mean, this is like but like they got to get like I think someone's possessed in it. And then there's all this creepy stuff happening in the house. So they got to draw the pentagram with candle. It's the whole thing. It's great.
0: Oh, I know this actor he was in the he was the villain. In a lot of the Bond movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah the guy. Um, uh, The like, other guy.
0: It looks like um, there's some sort of priest Charles figure. Yeah. Gray.
1: Charles Gray. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Cool. Everyone's great. Yeah. High right. recommendation.
0: I'll check it out. That's awesome, man. Yeah. No, I'm definitely looking for some good, scary movies. So that's awesome.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right, Dave. man. What else you got? All right. Uh, for my number two, I had a lot this week. So I'm just going to hit you off with um, some music stuff. Okay. Okay. First of all, if you got the Spotify, I think it's a Spotify exclusive. Elton John just released a. Um, unreleased album or colla- our, our collection of stuff that's unreleased from his whole career. It's called jewel box. Um, let me tell you, there's some tracks in here that if it wasn't Elton John, they'd be number one hits. Hmm. It's, it's kind of like when you listen to an album, like like a Zep album and there's like, like a B side here. And you're like, if this wasn't Led Zeppelin, that'd be a number one hit for this band. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're that good. Mm-hmm. It's like, there are some songs on this and they went unreleased um, there's one called Regimental Sergeant Zippo, and it sounds ridiculous, but it's part of like the post Sergeant Pepper's kind of trip out era, 1968 kind of. Way. My God, and his voice is amazing, and they're older songs. So if you go on YouTube and just look up Elton John on his main page, he came up with four or five videos right away, like like maybe in three weeks, and they're all right on there. Check them out. High recommendation. But the big music story this week, Chris, I don't know if you saw this. From one of my favorite bands, the Flaming Lips performed the first socially distanced show with audience in plastic bubbles.
0: Ooh, okay. (laughs) Did you see that? I did not.
1: Okay, so the Flaming Lips are kind of, speaking of like psychedelia kind of music, they're kind of like a postmodern psychedelic band. A couple hits here and there, but I saw them last year, and I think I reviewed it on here. Just a great concert. And in one of the songs during the concert last year, pre-COVID, uh, the lead singer is somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> while in a giant plastic bubble that rode the whole audience as we lifted them up. It was just a trip out, out of your mind kind of experience. Um, so apparently they took this and they put the whole band and the whole concert, all the concert goers in bubbles. And then they performed in front of the whole audience live. And then there's a shot, and there's a couple of videos. I, they'll probably release it as a full video, like officially. But if you go on Twitter and YouTube, there's a couple of clips of him actually walking over the audience in their bubbles while he's in a bubble. It's quite ridiculous looking. <laughs> it's awesome and it's safe. It's it's socially safe and stuff. I mean, safe ish. I mean, if you're thinking of COVID, but then you start thinking like, how are these people breathing? Aren't they going to die inside right. of this bubble? So, I mean, <laughs> you might be safe from the COVID, but you might run out of oxygen. I don't know. It's, it's so wild. Your brain kind of, like, explodes when you see it. But um, Flaming Lips, I don't know if I've talked about their new album. It's called American Head. High recommendation. Really good album. It's probably their best album in, like, 15 years. Really good. So awesome. check that out. So I thought that was, like, kind of cool. You know, like, we're sitting here talking about like how it's a shame that David Byrne can't perform live in front of people. And I just – I always – you know, theater finds a way, kind of thing. Yeah. Where? Yep. You know, we were talking about the drop kicks. You know what I mean? And how they performed in Fenway when we were in like lockdown quarantine times. And then like Metallica performed for drive-ins. There was a couple country guys that did that too. And it's like, you know, theater and performance will find a way. And I just, I think people need to be inventive, just like these guys. So that's that's high recommendation. Check those guys out.
0: Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. So uh, for my next thing, Ben, I'm, I'm going on a journey right now while I'm working. And um, what I decided, I was like, okay, I'm, I, I, I work a lot on the computer. I'm sitting on a desk all day uh, in my basement. And <clears throat> I need some background noise to kind of get me through the week. So what I do is I, I binge watch shows that you know, are going to get me invested, but not so invested that's going to distract me from my work and things like, and vice versa. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through Law and Order, like the the original. Oh, I saw
1: you've been I saw you've been posting about this. This is great.
0: I got to tell you, man. So i I started at season six because that's the first season of Jack McCoy with Sam Watterson's character joining uh, the show, and uh, I'm now on season eight, and I have to tell you as a as a you know fan of tv a fan of film a fan of theater it is a joy to watch uh these old episodes of law and order that like you know late 90s early 2000s um and just nerd out at the like the fact that like holy crap there's that person before they were famous sharing the screen with jerry orback or like you know things like and you're just th- thinking to yourself like you know to have been a fly on the wall during the rehearsals to hear the story or is that these guys must to talk about? It is it is nerd heaven watching Law and Order. But the funny thing about Law and Order, and I know that this joke has been made many many times about the show, about like how many times like you know people have been on this show. But no joke, I this clear. It's been clear that the casting directors never predicted that you know someday we'd be able to sit down and watch all of these episodes in a row because they literally have the same actors playing different characters in consecutive seasons and it's it's hilariously funny so I just came across an episode where like this actor by the name of Dennis O'Hare plays like the murder suspect yet he was also the murder suspect in like the very previous season and it was a different person altogether so it's just it's hilarious when you see these certain things but I can't if you have the availability the time to just sit down and just burn through law and order um, it's so worth it because it's just It's a joy to kind of go back and watch this series. Plus, it's the most New York series, like, TV series ever. Like, you know, I don't care what television show says we're the definitive New York television show. Like, Law & Order is the answer, period.
1: I I think I can get behind that. I mean, I like, yeah, I mean, Law & Order encompassing all its, you know, uh, subsequent series. Yeah, I liked SVU. SVU is my jam.
0: SVU is great, yep.
1: I (laughs) love that jam. Are you going to go through SVU? After this?
0: I you know what? I'm gonna go. I I kind of have like an order of like I'm gonna burn through law and order. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go back to the West Wing because I haven't done oh, that in a
1: while. Come on, you're gonna be so distracted. You can't work during the I can't, I can't work during the West Wing. Come it's on. <laughs> That's not like a background show.
0: I'm gonna start I'm gonna start now, crying in my now desk. Now, what's
1: what's something that I'm going back through with Katie Cat upstairs is uh Downton Abbey.
0: Yeah, how's that going?
1: Oh my god. So I dropped off around End of three, beginning of four. Okay. And now we're at the end of six. We're getting towards the end of the show, and then we're ready for the movie coming up, which is on mm. HBO. So mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see what they had left for the movie. I don't even know what the movie's going to be about. But let me tell you, season six of this show is so intense. <laughs> it's so crazy. There was a couple parts that I just stood up and screamed. Chris, have you watched Downton? Have you, have you seen you I it?
0: have. I have but you're going to have to remind me about season six because they all, I haven't, I haven't watched like the series through and through. I'm going to have to do that next after. the last
1: one. That's <laughs> why I bring it up. It's a high recommendation. I mean, yeah. listen, okay. I didn't know when we we're going to get into this on the, uh, on the program today, but I'm preparing for second lockdown. I got my head on a swivel about this whole yeah, COVID. You thing, have to. Right? You have to. I mean, so Chris, I made a purchase recently. Let me, let me get into this. Okay. I got shows, st- you know, stockpiled. I got, you know, movies stockpiled, you know, radar rock, but I've made a purchase to fill up my time in the man cave. Mm. Are you ready? Hit me. And I need to post this on Facebook. I need to put this out there. I bought a PS2 <laughs> with a guitar hero guitar and Stop all the it. guitar hero games. Get out of here. Yeah. Stop it. And let me tell you, if dumb me thought of this in March of 2020. I wouldn't even known there was anything going on because I have forgotten how much I love these games. I have to stop myself from playing them (laughs) and they haven't dropped at all. Their quality, this whole thing ran me about $70. (laughs) <laughs> to Whoa! Get the guitar and everything, all the games, a memory card, the whole deal. I actually had a memory card in a toolbox upstairs. It was so weird. I was like, "Oh shit, I need a memory card." I was like, "Wait a second, I seen a memory card," and I had a PS2 memory card in a toolbox. It just blew my mind. Let me tell you, the whole thing. I highly recommend it. We're we're getting down to second lockdown. So Downton Abbey, PS2 with the Guitar Hero. I'm not gonna be bored for the rest of my life. So never mind COVID round two.
0: <laughs> I hope I hope your son like surprises you and does like through the fire and flames, like on expert level, like perfectly.
1: Like, he's a natural, like he's- I'm going to hang it up. You know, what? I'm going to give him the keys. I'm going to sign over the mortgage. I'm going to be like, you know what? You're in charge now. You're all set. You don't need, you don't need any more parenting. I did my job. I'm going to be like, here's my bank account. You can go to college, get out of my face. <laughs> you take care of me now.
0: Oh man. I love, I love those games. I, I really did. Um, Man, what was the, what was the song that I love playing? Oh, Cliffs of Dover.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that was oh, a good one. yeah, Cliffs of Dover. Is, oh my god, you're going to make me think of it. Cliffs of Dover is by who who does it? Uh Eric Johnson. Oh, Eric Johnson. Oh my Eric. god, it's right there. I can I can picture it on the screen. Yeah, uh Bobby came over the other night and he's like I was like, you want to play? He's like, no, dude, I just want to do this old school. Remember how we used to just come over to people's houses and want to listen to music and you just play the music and we'd all sit around and hang out and you just put the guitar hero on. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I used to have battles.
0: I mean, I would go... Our mutual friend, Lee Sims, like his, he had a, I think it was a Halloween party one year that I went to. And I just, I went with my girlfriend who I just started dating, who then became my wife. And I basically left her alone in the party because I went and played guitar hero for like three hours. Um, because I was trying to god! Could
1: could you imagine college with guitar hero? Like the kids that went to college, like two years after us, like I, I already had Tony Hawk. I couldn't imagine having guitar hero and not working. Oh my God. (laughs)
0: Like, sorry, I couldn't come to class. I was trying to beat the Slayer level. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it, man. Good stuff, dude. Good Chris, t- if I you can't... don't
1: own a PS2, um, you can actually look up Guitar Hero soundtracks on Spotify. Someone compiled all of them. And let me tell you, Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s is my favorite game of all time. That that soundtrack is the best. Chris, are you familiar with that one?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It's the best. It has Only Lad by Oingo Boingo, which is <laughs> oh my God, it's the greatest song of all time. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's, See, then
0: they had like... yeah i was about to say they had like um because i had the xbox um okay. version i think they had they had different games that came out for that like they had like uh there was world tour um yep i think there was like I, I, my favorite is guitar Hero 03 which is the
1: um i got they that X, one
0: i think it had slash on the cover
1: uh um, yeah, I mean, you had to battle him and tomarillo yes right? Yeah, yes. i just got through with them again what? for the for like the <laughs> billionth time in my life.
0: Which song did they Oh gosh. Oh, um Devil we- Went Down to Georgia, that was a tough oh, one.
1: It's brutal.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then,
1: god oh my god. It's so hard. Uh but you know what my favorite song of all time off of 3 was um Cities on Flames with Rock and Roll by Blue Oyster Cult. Ooh, yeah. I love that song. But you know what? I just, I went through the game And I'm like, where is it? Like, and I'm like, oh no, was it on the Xbox version? I have to go through on co-op mode to unlock it. Or I think there's a cheat code to unlock it. So I have to go do that. So
0: Oh, gotcha. I know,
1: but, and then, all right. Oh, well, you know what? Let me do a posthumous review from 15 years ago. Guitar hero five is total junk. Can I just talk about that? It's a Mm -hmm. total junk game. The soundtrack is junk. Uh, It starts you off with like a no doubt song. And listen, I'm not really a fan of No Doubt, but the song that's on there is terrible. It's like it's terrible. Even my six-year-old was watching me play a couple songs. He goes, Dad, I don't like this game. I was like, why is that? He goes, it's not as good as the other ones. I was like, why is that? He's like, these songs are terrible. (laughs) The six-year-old said that. And I'm like, yeah, dude, we got to get out of here. But at least on five, you can just quick play all the songs on the disc. So you can kind of just jump into everything. So that's fine. You don't have to sit through all of them. But yeah, five, you can just skip. I haven't got world tour yet. That's on my Amazon wish list. So that's, I can't wait. So I got one, two, three rocks, the eighties five and, ac oh, ACDC live rock band. Just to hear those songs. I love those. Nice. Did you get the Van Halen one? No, that's on my wish list and the Metallica one. I didn't know they really okay. came out with one, so I, I can't wait to play those. Nice. Good stuff, yeah, man. dude. Awesome.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to see the video Facebook videos of you doing Guitar Hero in 2020. That's gonna be
1: amazing. Oh, yeah. What you mean, uh, 2040 or
0: 2040.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, wait see if this fat boy lives till 2040. I love it. I love it. Sorry, I just jumped on your story. No, no, I just, that's I, I want to just talk about stuff we're preparing for second lockdown. So you're going yeah. through law and order one and, I'm, and and then SBU and then a
0: bunch of other stuff so yeah
1: and you know, then i'm it? on ps2 and then maybe i'll work up to ps3 there you
0: go there you go i love it i love it man what else you got this week
1: all right uh number three for me i want to talk about uh new york state chris so you're yeah. down in connecticut right mm-hmm. yep um and connecticut's doing well with the COVID. i i've heard that you guys are at 2.5 percent or something like yep.
0: that yep somewhere around there yeah
1: um so now do you guys have like a website a tracker that you can go on and check your county and stuff?
0: Uh I believe we do. Have I looked at it? No.
1: Okay. I check mine. I check mine cuz I live in such a small county. I check mine like almost every day. Nice. Because yeah. that really matters. Like if you're living in a big place, you know what I mean, it's you know numbers are nuts. You know what I mean if you have like right. a billion people around you, who cares? But um up here in Madison County, New York, we we don't have a lot of people. So, uh Andrew Cuomo on Sunday Will allow movie theaters outside of New York City to reopen.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: I saw that. On Sunday, uh, 50% capacity uh, with social distancing and stuff. Chris, what are your thoughts? Where are you guys at in Connecticut with this? And I mean, we're all, the rest of the country is ramping the F up, but New York State and, you know, tri state area in New England, we're looking okay. Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts about that? What what are, what are your, what's, where's your brain go? I
0: don't like it.
1: Okay.
0: Uh I I would I mean I'll put it this way I wouldn't go to the movies right now that's just me I am not I I think even at 50% capacity having that many people in an enclosed space for for 2 plus hours at a time uh even if they're wearing masks I just I don't like it um so I think t- to each his own I guess um
1: I Well I, even, I, the, even the Cuomo said you know he he relates a story to about his daughters he's like is what you're doing? Because I remember, like in in lockdown, his daughter was like, "Dad, I, I want to go get a haircut," and he's like, "Is it worth the risk?" So you're saying it's not worth the risk, to you?
0: Not right now, no. Okay. And uh, I, thank God we haven't had like a delayed movie that would like, you know, cause riots if it was pushed back further, like. If you right. could imagine like Endgame being pushed back like two years oh, because
1: of COVID, like imagine <laughs> that. I, I would freak out. I think I, I would. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do because who are you going to blame? The virus? I'm going to burn down. It's it's not like Bastille Day. What are you going right. to burn down?
0: <laughs> like if you said to me like, "Hey, we're opening up theaters again so people can watch Endgame for the first time," I'd be like, "Fine, I'll go. Like it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it." Um, but yeah, I mean, I not did... even
1: for Tenet? Aren't you excited for Tenet? <laughs> I was.
0: Then I read the <laughs> reviews and I was like, oh no.
1: Um, oh really? Oh shit! I didn't read reviews. Oh yeah. no. Oh no. Oh <laughs> no. So... You just dashed my dreams. So
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, there really isn't a movie on the horizon where I'm like, that's worth. Not even like uh, getting COVID, because I don't. I think your chances would probably be low, but just rolling the dice, like I would. Right. I would be petrified <laughs> sitting in a theater. Like God help someone who coughs in there. I'd be like, get out, stop the movie, and get, get out of this theater.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot where I was. And someone coughed and that. Like it was like a supermarket or something. I kind of freaked out and ran right? away. Right,
0: It's like, and, and people cough all the time in theater. Right. So it wasn't like, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, it's awful. So yeah, I, I don't agree with it. I think we still should, I think they should wait till the summer before, they start doing things like this again, as long as the numbers are low, um, push it out as long as you can to wait for a vaccine to be widely available. Um, before we start doing this, because I think again, it's just when we talk about the, the essential needs for people, it's like, no one needs to be in a movie theater right now. If you really need to watch a movie,
1: ben that all does. Okay. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Maybe the rest of you guys can sit around. Oh, you movie nerd. I need it, Chris. <laughs> My life See, is I, empty. And shelf. I'm sitting
0: here. I'm sitting here, like you know, I'm thinking, like, well, if the movie theater industry dies, and there's no more movie theaters anymore, and would I be okay? And I'm like, yeah, I would. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, yeah, I, can I say have I'm guitar a hero
1: now, so I'm
0: <laughs> <ahead>. <laughs> you've got guitar hero. You don't need movie theaters. Get out of here. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of, I'm gonna do a little a uh, preview because Chris, I don't know if you're available for a pod next week, but. I'm going to have a full review of a movie coming out this Friday, which I cannot wait for. Uh, The movie's called... Wait, hold on. I need to look it up. Yeah, I need to look it up. Sorry. You don't know what I'm going to say to you? I have no idea. Wow. Okay, here we go. Uh, The movie is called... Uh, Damn, it takes forever. Oh, all right, here we go. Uh, Borat, subsequent movie oh. film Delivery of Prodigious Bride To American Regime for Make Benefit Once-Gloried Nation of Kazakhstan Is 2020 American Yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes I. You know what, we will do a pod next week Just so I can hear this review Because I'll watch it too, I can't wait yeah, I long.
1: cannot wait, so what you're saying Chris The reason why I bring it up is Things like this, you know, being delivered right to Amazon Prime, right to my man cave on Friday, you're saying that's going to just keep happening like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. And I'm in. I'm in I mean... I mean, and we also, knew it was going to
1: happen. We knew it was going to yeah. happen.
0: Oh, yeah. eventually. Yeah. I mean, and also, side note, I love the fact that we hear about this movie for the first time, like, two weeks ago, and then, like, two weeks later, it's released. Like, there's no, like... And then next summer, we get Borat 2. Like, no, no. It's like, in three weeks, you get Borat 2. And we even. <laughs> filming this entire time and it's already getting like so much buzz oh my um, god
1: like um uh, bobby just texted me that seth rogan says there are uh seven seth rogan said that he's seen it and there's seven scenes that are so funny that you will die like you will die <laughs> laughing like, you you die like and he's like it's it's like it's a billion times funnier than the first one and there's seven se- he said seven <laughs> scenes count them that like you just die laughing
0: Oh man, i see that's, I can't, I cannot wait. Did you see so, him on,
1: uh, did you see him on Jimmy Kimmel?
0: I saw the, uh, image of him doing like something with Kimmel and I haven't, I haven't watched the clip yet, but, um, I can't. It's ridiculous.
1: I, 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 I yeah, Jimmy doesn't even get a question out.
0: <laughs> I just like think Jimmy it's hilarious.
1: Like, I, I couldn't even get a question out.
0: I just, I just love the fact that like in 2020, there are people that still have no idea like who Borat is like.
1: Like, <laughs> like, I just read, really? like, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but I just, I got spoiled, but I read an article that even Rudy Giuliani didn't oh, know yeah. who Borat was. So he's in the movie. Oh God. I can't wait. How,
0: yeah. How do you not, how do you, when, well, you when Borat what, enters nice. the room, like, yeah. you know, he's a pulp, Well, and that's culture what Katie icon. said.
1: Yeah. That's what Katie said. She was like, I would hate to meet him. Like, I was like, Sasha Baron Cohen. She was like, no, no, no. I mean, he seems like a chill dude. I'm talking about Barrett, like, because no matter what you do, you're going to look like an asshole like on film. Like, even if you're like, hey, Barrett, like, you still look like a dick. Like, 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 so I think it speaks to the echo chamber we're living in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, imagine being in such an echo chamber. Like, and we talk about that, like, you know, like, oh science isn't real echo chamber. And then, uh, climate change isn't real echo chamber, whatever political thing you want to talk about, which shouldn't be political, uh, or masks don't save people kind of echo chamber. But imagine being trapped in the (laughs) barat is a real journalist echo chamber (laughs) and we should be respectful of Kazakhstanian reporters. I, I, (laughs) Could you imagine, like, all your staff, like, you're, like, a senator or a congressman, and your staff is like, sir, uh, we have a foreign press here. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? No one gives them the heads up. Like, no one's, like, nephew was like, hey, bro, you're going to do an interview with Barrett? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> that means people hate you, or they're just, um, like, just so out of it. I don't even <laughs> like like imagine that world like like someone's gonna show up to your office and mess with you and then i don't know just (laughs) anyway chris what do you got
0: Uh, well you know i was i was gonna talk about borat so that that subject's gone so i'm glad we talked about it so my last thing this week ben real quick i just have a question for you yeah um it's a quick question uh the world series is going on right now do you give a shit
1: no not at all um (laughs) And I, I I actually shared an article this morning that makes me not doubly not give a shit uh, that Mookie Betts broke a record set by Babe Ruth yesterday because mm-hmm. he was so awesome. I don't know what he did. What he hit, like two, two home run, two run homers and then stole two bases and was the most amazing baseball player of all time, which we knew. But apparently – the Red Sox being in their own stupid echo chamber, <laughs> like no one like was like, "Hey guys, don't trade that guy. He's the most amazing baseball player we'll see in our lifetime." Oh pshaw! <laughs> Let me just get out of here and and trade him to the Dodgers. We'll never see them in the World Series, right? Like I, I don't understand what's going on. I mean, congratulations. I mean, Mookie right. is the best. I mean, that's what. What do you want me to say? I mean, <laughs> he's the best.
0: Like. I almost started caring when um, I started seeing the Astros were coming back from a th- down 3-0. And then they, you started hearing about all this, like, comparisons to the 4 Red Sox. And, like, I was like, nope, I'm not going to get trapped. I'm not going to get pulled into nope. caring about baseball in 2020. I don't care. Um, I don't care. And uh, thankfully that the, the Astros lost. So
1: Yeah, thank God. You know, I saw that, too. And I was like, <laughs> against the Tampa Bay Rays, who cares? Big okay. Poppy there, Johnny Damon there, who gives a shit? right exactly <laughs>
0: yeah. i don't care i'm not gonna care about baseball till baseball is back uh real baseball not this uh you know whatever whatever game we're watching so that's i mean if tampa bay I
1: wins i mean congratulations if dodgers win congratulate they they both deserve it they both do Up. Well. you know what i mean yeah. I, I that's the only thing i i care about is whenever whoever wins you'll be like happy all right they they They've been around for a while. They they deserved it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. been a while. So I mean, congratulations.
0: Congratulations but. on winning half a season. You know, that's that's yep. what I have to say. right. So, anyway. Um,
1: let me Go just ahead, man. let me just finish. I mean, we, we bounced all around this week, but we yeah. need to talk about something. I know we talk about good things. I talk about David Byrne. I talked about Cuomo opening movie theaters. We talked about PS2, Guitar Hero. But you know I feel like it's our duty. Speaking of echo chambers, not be trapped in an echo chamber of goodness. We need to warn the public about certain things. Mm. Right, Chris? Yep. And I feel like that thing is Vin Diesel making music. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in this article on comicbook.com, Vin Diesel announces plans to release more music made while filming productions are delayed. I sent this to my neighbor, Ryan, and he just said, will someone please just end 2020? (laughs) I just can't get any worse. Are you kidding me? so Chris, I sent you the link to the Vin Diesel song. What were your uh, what were your hearing notes on that? What were your tasting notes on that? What was the mouth feel? <laughs> well
0: like, <laughs> like, like I said to you, I said, does he have marbles in his mouth? like is there something in his mouth while he's singing? And I think I think Ben. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the end credits to this podcast be that song so people can hear oh, it. Oh, um, no.
1: Wait, can we do that?
0: I think we can do that.
1: <laughs> we have the technology.
0: We have the technology. We have the, we have the means. Um, so it, it sounds like he's eating something and singing at the same time. I'll put it that way. And it's so overly... There's auto-tune, and then there's like auto-tune overkill. And he's past that. And so it's, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. And, but it, 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 it might be not so bad. It's good. Like, is it, it's, I don't know. Like it's, it's Eddie Murphy was a legitimate, like good singer. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Vin Diesel has the, the unintentional comedy scale is off the charts. Uh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not party all the time. I mean, no. you got Rick James in the cut, like right there in Buffalo, New right. York, just making a party. I mean, it's not so bad that it's like a classic. It's not like, who's the girl that uh, made the song It's Friday? That uh, Monica Black? Oh, or, Rebecca Black. Yeah. Rebecca. Oh, yeah. That song is so bad that we forever. I mean, it's terrible. It's just kind of middle of the road. And like, speaking of echo chambers, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's the theme of the podcast. It's just like, how many times do you have to step back in your life and go, oh shit, everyone's agreeing with me because they're scared to disagree with me? Maybe I'm a shitty singer. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. Like, I don't know. As a person that has played out, like I've literally played out a bunch of times. Like, and like just, you know, me with a guitar, or me and my friend Dan playing with a guitar and stuff like that. And I can kind of get a sense when people are like kind of going back to their drinks and mm-hmm. they're not really listening to me. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is the wrong song. Maybe I don't sing. I'm not singing right tonight. You know what I mean? Then I'll like take it back. All right, maybe I'll just jam for a little or something like that. And I'm really kind of, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's, it's detrimental to your self-esteem. You know what I mean? As a performer, as an actor, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, did I push that laugh too hard on stage? Mm -hmm. It's brutal. It's actually brutal. And when, and I just hate to be like a naysayer of someone trying to be creative, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I'm going. Chris, help me, please. I was going to say,
0: whoever in Vin Diesel's circle is telling him that this is a good idea, please stop. Well, he's
1: probably going to hit him over the head with a monkey wrench, like that guy in (laughs) Fast and Furious, right? Is that, like, wait, is that Dominic Toretto or is that actual Vin Diesel that says that line?
0: I can't. You know what? That's a good question. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Uh, Where does reality end? I mean.
0: But I encourage people to listen to it It's an experience that needs to be experienced Like sit down and listen I mean and if for anybody who has like You know wagers with their friends And things like that like you know Like if you lose like guess what That's your ringtone for the year like that's
1: oh, Good fa- that's
0: Good fantasy football punishment yeah. Like your ringtone oh, you, just
1: read my mind. you read my mind like the tattoo and stuff Or get yep. the lyrics tattooed on your leg <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that song full blast? I was just thinking, like you lose the fantasy league, you got to listen to the song full blast in headphones. I mean, I wasn't even thinking, <laughs> to ringtone,
0: like ringtone for a year. You got to get you you you're the one buying tickets for the concert tour, uh, the inevitable concert tour that oh, okay. he does to promote oh, the yeah. album. Uh, okay. You're you're joining his fan club. uh, not like the movie about, fan club, like the, how the how artist for that...
1: lockdown two of COVID, you have to start every morning with that song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's your wake up alarm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's one
1: part of the song, and I, I I can't, you know, I've listened to it twice and I can't recall it that well, but um he he ends a line way too early and it just sits there and it's oh, <laughs> it's so weird. And I don't know, he like, it says the like, word freeze or something, and then it's like Oh, like the words freeze. I, I don't know. I'm, I think I, I, I thought way too much about this.
0: <laughs> I just—it was an artistic choice.
1: Like a, I just get, like. the you imagine? Being, just broke down now. I don't know what's going on.
0: <laughs> can you imagine being in the studio with him? Like, and that was his idea. Like, you get it? Like, freeze, just, and the
1: lyrics,
0: and then I'm not going to s- sing because you know, free. Oh God, like that. <laughs> can you? You imagine being part of his entourage and you have to like nod your head faking that you're digging
1: this. Like that's some entourage shit. I mean, that's like, but you know what? The guys on entourage, like Turtle and all those guys, like they're looking out for their boy. Like, oh, that movie sucks. Don't do that movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's the point of that is like Mark Wahlberg's entourage was good. You know what I mean? Donnie was good. Like they looked out for like some
0: someone should have gotten in his head and be like, no, like the ghost of Paul Walker should have, you know, come down and said, don't do this. (laughs)
1: Uh, Oh, can we redo Scrooge with (laughs) Simon (laughs) Toretto?
0: Oh, gosh. Anyway, folks, listen to the the video song. (laughs) Take the joy that we have.
1: We're usually on the rails on this podcast. Usually it's like me, I talk, you talk, but you hear the top? I was talking about musical theater, you're talking about theater shit, and now <laughs> we're just it's idiots because right. this song has driven us insane. <laughs> and folks, you will hear that song in
0: just a minute, yeah. I promise you, on yeah.
1: the credits for this this podcast.
0: Oh, um, ben, let's go and my friend. What do you got well, this week?
1: Well, I mean, I need to start with the video for, <laughs> <laughs> for wait, the lyrics. Wait. There's Is there
0: a video? There's a music well,
1: video? All right, or... listen. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently he was on Kelly Clarkson and he sang it or something. I don't know if it's a real video. I don't know. <laughs> I sent you the lyric video because you need to experience the lyrics. Anyway, all right, stop. All right, we're getting crazy. All right, listen. Oh, my God. Real... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did you look it up? <laughs> I look at the Kelly Clarkson thing.
1: I know. All right, listen. <laughs> okay. Uh, I went a little deep dive. Um, Go ahead. Okay, listen to this. All right, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> stop with the madness. Let's go into good music, because I was on a good music vibe before that song hit. All right. Um, are you familiar with the song Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is a great live version of that. Six minutes, 25 seconds. You need to check this live version out. And it just got me in the song. I'm like, oh, my God. And there, it's down in Australia. I think it's an Australian band. The, the crowd's going nuts. Great stuff. And then my number two, I'm going to cut it short, even though I have a bunch of other stuff on here. Um, I went with, um, there is this music show called Top 2000 A Go-Go, and I think it's out of Norway. And it's Norwegians picking the top 2,000 songs of all time. Okay? Mm, Okay. So you have a lot of techno in there. You have a lot of stuff that you haven't heard, like European bands and stuff. But then they have a lot of stuff that we know. Like um, uh, B-52s, I think they do Rock Lobster. Um, mm, they do huh? um, uh, Losing My Religion by R.E.M. They do uh, uh, Benny King, Stand By Me. Gosh, they do like gosh. a bunch of other stuff. And then they have interviews with the artists. So they actually went out from like Norway or Sweden. And they went out and interviewed all these people. And they talk about like the making of the songs. There's a great one uh, about... Um, what, at The Rockefeller Skank by Fatboy Slim. And Ooh, he talks about okay. programming it on floppy disks. <laughs> and, and you're like, what? He made that on floppy disks? And he shows you how he did it with the original computers. Fascinating stuff. But the one I want to show you. So if you look up top 2,000 of GoGo, you'll come up with a channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and there's 2,000 of them. I mean, I'm just hitting the tip of the iceberg. So I'm getting ready for lockdown. Uh, so the one I want to talk about. Is King Harvest dancing in the moonlight? Do you know that song? Oh yeah, dancing in the moonlight. Yeah, it's the song. Cool. great song. Okay, this interview with this guy. It's a six minute interview. He's up on Seneca Lake, one of the Finger Lakes, right here above me in mm-hmm. Central New York, and he lives here now. He's re- he's retired and stuff, and he tells a story about dancing in the moonlight. Your jaw is gonna hit the ground. Because when you hear this song, it's one of the happiest, kind of go luckiest kind of jams yeah. from the 70s. When you hear this song, or you hear the story, Chris, you're going to freak out What like I freaked out. And I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. <clears throat> oh, wow. <laughs> they
0: Vega let... on this thing. They got James Taylor. Look at this. Oh,
1: oh, dude. It's out of control. So I that's my high recommendation for the week. Just go into it. I can't wait to hear if you have some uh, suggestions for me. Because I haven't. I haven't listened to them all. I haven't gone through them all. And they're only like five, six minutes. They're perfect. YouTube blank. Yeah. Boom. That's my YouTube recommendation. for
0: Eddie King, Donna Summer, sister sledge. Oh my oh. God. This is fantastic. Oh.
1: Yeah. And then there's some like, you're like, Oh, those are European picks, but they kind of are great songs. You know what I mean? They're from the seventies, eighties, nineties. It's kind of great. You know?
0: All right, cool, man. All right. So I got two things for you real quick. Uh, one, our good friends at SNL uh, decided to release a new batch of their digital shorts um onto youtube so Mm -hmm. like you know they've they've done like over a hundred of these but there were some that like i haven't seen in years because they weren't available on youtube like they just weren't they they aired once and that was it um well snl went back and they kind of have just released their entire cage of uh of this of, of the digital shorts so now you can go and actually see digital shorts like people getting punched in the face while eating. Like I was like, I haven't seen that in like 10 years. Um, <laughs> so it's awesome. Definitely recommend it. If you just want, you know, again, time to kill watch something really funny. Um, and then Ben, you know, because you brought up Vin Diesel and I just <laughs> happened to look at this video while I was scrolling through his songs, um, do me a favor and just look up uh, Vin Diesel breakdancing. Um,
1: oh, I've <laughs> seen that. You've seen that. There's a yep. video
0: of a very young Mark Vincent.
1: It's from uh, uh, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, right?
0: Yep. Yep. Um, It is him doing like an instructional video on how
1: to do breakdancing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait. Wait, wait. I was thinking of something else. Oh, (laughs) I've seen this. I've seen clips of this when he was on like The Tonight Show or something like that. But I was thinking of Jean-Claude Van Damme and breaking oh. two electric boogaloo.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I mean, that's,
1: fantastic. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. That's phenomenal. But yes, if you
0: want, if now that we're talking about Vin Diesel, if we want on a Vin Diesel kick, just look up Vin Diesel breakdance so you can see like a five-minute instructional video from like the 80s with a young Mark Vincent who would later become Vin Diesel uh, teaching us how to break dance. Fantastic. So,
1: Excellent. Excellent, Chris. My God, Chris. Let's get off the air before we totally break down. Into Vin <laughs> Diesel. Mode. Love it.
0: Love it. Folks, we'll see you right here next week on Desperately Seeking Entertainment.
1: (laughs) Bye, Chris.
0: Goodbye.